We are back. Solid conservative, just plain right with a mouthful of maple bacon donuts. My sweet wife. I am I so married up, Boomer. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying. Oh, my word, yes. <laughs> I mean, so, uh, I mean, I've got a half-eaten maple bacon donut sitting right here from... <laughs> From the bakery. I mean, she she literally just walked in during the break carrying a box of the official food of Right Side Radio. So now life is apparently much more much more closer to perfect as I sit here and drink coffee and eat a fresh maple bacon donut from the bakery next door. Whoop whoop. That's um that's like that's, there it is. <laughs> that's worth three whoops. Oh, that's good stuff. All right. So hey. Listen, uh, glad you guys are with us. Number one on the Triple Dipper, now that I am fueled up for the afternoon. Broken windows. So if you're not familiar with the term, let me go ahead and just refresh the audience. So here's the deal. There's a, there's a theory in policing or law enforcement called the broken windows theory. And I believe it was enforced quite a bit during the time of the Giuliani administration in New York City back in the day when he literally cleaned up New York City. Took it from a place where people did not feel safe in you know, Times Square, uh, when it was filled up with, you know, X-rated, you know, uh, venues and prostitution and crime and drug in the drugs in the alleyways, and and it was it was an awful situation. And Rudy Giuliani said that we're going to clean up our city, and part of it was the broken windows theory. The theory means basically that if you allow the small crimes to just be perpetrated at whim, without any recourse or response. No accountability. For instance, broken windows. Kids throw rocks through windows and break the glass, and you say nothing. Guess what? Those kids then go to the next higher crime, and then to the next higher crime, and to the next higher crime, and it perpetrates or or feeds into the narrative that eh, ain't nobody going to do anything, so do what you want. Well, the broken windows theory has been just maligned by liberal progressives. Oh, that's just awful. How dare you expend resources and, and pack our prisons full of people that all they did was break glass? No, no, that's not really true. No. I mean, you can, you, can, uh, you can detain someone, you can deal with someone, you can bring accountability to bear for a broken window without filling the prisons, all right? We're not talking about making misdemeanors into felonies. What we're saying is you don't just shrug your shoulders. You don't just say, you know, we're going to make it easier to be a criminal and harder to be a victim. That's, that's, the, that's antithetical to good common sense and good law and order. And law and order is one of the first and most important concepts to good governance. If you are in charge, if you are in charge of the governmental entity that presides over a certain locale, whether it be a municipality or a county or a state government, doesn't matter. A national government, it doesn't matter. If you are not intent upon doing your part as that entity's leader to maintain law and order, then you are immediately putting the people at risk and diminishing quality of life, period. Period. Lori Lightfoot, Lori Lightfoot found out last night. So, so here's the thing, in case you're not tracking. Lori Lightfoot, the, the liberal, just, uh, well, she's just an odd person in general, but the liberal, progressive, um, soft on crime, horrible manager of people, Lori Lightfoot, mayor of Chicago. How she became, by the way, how did she become mayor? I don't even understand how she got to that point. Because there is nothing about her ability to do the job that ever proved that, oh, look, we picked the right person. What did she do that was worthy of 
giving her the position in the first place. Anyway, Fox News has a piece. March 1st, that's today, Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot, a Democrat, lost her re-election bid Monday night, and critics are celebrating the end of her term. With Monday's loss, Lightfoot becomes the first Chicago mayor in 40 years, I think I said ever, but it's actually in 40 years, to lose re-election. First one in 40 years to lose re-election bid. Says under Lightfoot, Chicago has seen soaring crime rates, which became a theme of her opponent's criticism. In 2021, homicides in Chicago rose to their highest numbers in 25 years, outpacing other crime-ridden cities like New York and Los Angeles. Throughout her tenure, the mayor has been blasted for her poor relationship with law enforcement, as the city's police department has lost a significant number of officers in recent years amid the rise in crime. The police officers did not feel supported by her, and rightfully so. The, the police officers did not at all feel like that she had their back. You know, it's, it's one thing to say, I'll go into harm's way and do what I got to do. But most people who do that just want to know that somebody will have their back when they do. And she didn't. And here's, here's one of the interesting pieces of this, is that she didn't just lose by a little bit. It was a landslide. It was a foot stomping, man. I mean, so they had the uh, kind of a, a cattle call style ballot, right? It wasn't like you were in a primary and you had to pick the one and the one goes up against the other one. No, this was the all call. This was everybody on the ballot. There were, I want to say, seven, eight, nine candidates uh, running. Um, she didn't even make it to the runoff. She was, she, was, she was in third place by a long shot. So right now, we got a uh, April runoff election between uh, Paul Vallis, uh, who is the Chicago Public Schools CEO and city budget director, and then Cook County Board of Commissioners member Brandon Johnson. Both of those two outpaced the lady who's been the, uh, the, the mayor now, who, unlike anybody else in 40 years, could not win a re-election bid because she was so disliked. And most of her problems go back to the people of the city not feeling safe in their own city. And so they voted her out. How about this one? Uh, also from Fox News. Fox News, Baltimore's former top prosecutor, Marilyn Mosby, has her trial delayed. Her trial. Her trial delayed. So the soft on crime, backed by Soros, former prosecutor of Baltimore, is now on trial herself for perjury and making false mortgage applications. Really? Mortgage fraud's a big deal, y'all. So perjury and mortgage fraud. And her entire defense team also quit, so she has no representation right now. What does this say about her? So apparently what she did, by the way, aside from being soft on crime during her tenure, which got her thrown out of office, uh, she lost her re-election bid last year. But in this case, the criminal charges stem back to the fact that apparently she um, – she claimed financial hardships during COVID-19 that she really didn't have, which allowed her to draw money out of her retirement accounts with, under rules related to COVID. She then used those funds to place down payments on two vacation properties in Florida. Yeah, you got a serious hardship there when you're making $247,000 a year and you're able to cash out part of your uh, public retirement and, and put it on buying two vacation properties in Florida. Hmm, okay. So basically she lied about her income perjured herself under the record, on the record, and prosecutors now that she says she's um, facing uh, something like five to uh, up to five years in prison for perjury, up to 30 years in prison for, for mortgage fraud. 
But the problem that she has also stems back to the fact that she was booted out of office by the people. Broken windows, y'all. She lost her reelection bid last year in the Democrat primary, in a Democrat city. The former Democrat prosecutor couldn't even maintain in an environment that should have been all hers. But she controversially directed her office to stop prosecuting quality of life crimes like drug possession and prostitution. Just literally not going to do it. And we're not going to do it at all. Really. Broken windows. So you let drug possession and prostitution crimes just go. Just let them happen. Just shrug your shoulders. Not what we're going to focus on, y'all. And I get it. There's, there's one thing to say you're going to triage your cases and pick the ones that are, you know, the, the most pressing or, or, or that you have the resources for. It's altogether another to say, and you know what? We're just not going to uh, prosecute those kind of crimes at all, which means the criminals on the street, they know it. They know it. And so what are they going to do? Do more of it. That's what they're going to they're gonna break more windows. How about that? But it's happening around the nation. And I'm going to get into Alabama here in a minute. It's happening around the nation, not the least of which we've talked in the last few days about Portland, Oregon. Boomer, your family from Oregon, they weren't actually in Portland, were they? They were right outside of Portland. Right outside of Portland. Mm -hmm. What's the community called? Do you not remember? Aloha. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I do recall that. Um, all right. So Portland, by the way, if you've never been out to the Pacific Northwest, it's, a, it's beautiful. I mean, just gorgeous. And, and the environment's different. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's amazing how many different environments we have in one country, right? Mm -hmm. um, but, but, but Portland and Oregon itself, uh, the Cascades, uh, Mount Rainier up in, uh, in, in, in Washington, uh, the whole Pacific Northwest coast, it's a different environment, and it's beautiful. Um, but Portland, Oregon itself is in this one article, again on Fox News, dated today, is being called a hollowed out shell of its former self. A hollowed out shell. And by the way, these are citizens who are saying this. So one guy named Ben West says he remember was in Portland, was a funky, artsy crown jewel of the West Coast with a great food scene. And now he says it's a hollowed out shell of what it used to be. Businesses are fleeing. People are going out to greener pastures. You've been seeing a constant series of, you know, law and order style headlines. And then one particular trial attorney in the area said, what's happening is with our decarceration, not incarceration, but decarceration and elimination of bail, uh, the culture of that. He said, we've got all these people running around and it's really scary because we have an anti-police culture. So what they're saying is this, all of the environment that is crushing the soul of the people in Portland comes back again to the broken windows theory. If you just let it go, it gets worse. If you deal with it, if you set the tone that says, we care about our neighborhoods, we care about our streets enough to where we're just not going to ignore it, it winds up having the impact of developing a culture of concern and a culture of we don't shrug our shoulders and walk away. And it goes on to say here that, you know, Portland, the crime problem can be partially attributed to the 2020 efforts to defund police, which have just caused the, the ranks of the Portland police to, to just, you know, suffer greatly. The city ranks 48th out of 50 of the biggest cities in the nation for officers per capita. I mean, it's at all-time lows, and the police do not feel supported. And so guess what? They don't have enough policing. And guess what? Broken windows turn into bigger crimes. All right, Boomer, take us to a break. I'm going to come back and finish this up and talk with you a little bit more about street justice. 
What's happening out west? But then I'm going to bring it home. What's happening right here in Alabama? Are there efforts in the legislature for the upcoming session to do some things that would say that we don't shrug our shoulders and let things just happen? I'll tell you about it. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Boomer, you were slow rolling that maple bacon donut, buddy. I, mine, oh, yeah, I'm just enjoying it. Mine's done. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not even sure. I, I, I'm not sure I even – my grandfather used to always – boy, you better savor that candy. <laughs> He'd make me eat it slower. Uh, no. I love my granddaddy. He, he he had this kind of kind of coarse way of talking sometimes, not not like cussing or anything, but he he would. I'll never forget this. And he didn't he, he didn't mean anything by it, but he looked at me one day and he goes, "Boy, start savoring that candy." <laughs> what, what do you mean, granddaddy? I mean I mean I'm going to get you a piece of stick candy out of the hutch in the kitchen. You're gonna you're gonna eat it slow. You're gonna savor it. And I'm sitting there and I'm so I'm trying to eat my candy slow. And he's he's like, "Boy, so help my God, you don't slow down on that candy and savor it. I'm gonna beat you." <laughs> which you know granddaddy never raised a hand to me my entire life that's so that's not a, not a real threat but it just it just I'm like granddaddy slow it down yes sir you know <laughs> uh so you're doing a better job at savoring your maple bacon I mean, donut than i was i'm enjoying it yes that's good food <laughs> it's the official food of right side radio in case you didn't know um all right hey back on the topic at hand broken windows so um, the theory being that if you just let things slide, it only gets worse. If you just let things go, the little stuff, like kids throwing rocks through a window, if you just let it slide, those kids will do bigger things the next time and bigger things the next time. It creates an environment of we're just shrugging our shoulders, do what you want. Well, So here's an article from freebeacon.com uh, dated uh, – right out a month ago. Street justice, it says. Los Angeles has become the Wild West under their soft-on-crime prosecutors. So you may recall there was a story from June of last year where a guy was apparently just no fooling. He, he mowed down with his car. He, he ran down a mother who was out walking her baby in a stroller uh, actually in August of 21. He pled guilty in June of 22. He pled guilty. He pled guilty to it, and the videos were, I mean, it was an outrage. It was, it, was, it was the idea that you can't even walk your baby on the streets of Los Angeles without some drug-induced nut job trying to run you down for kicks, and that's what happened, and the video showed it. But it says in this article here, in the turn of events that captures the epidemic of lawlessness affecting the city of Los Angeles, a teenager who hit a mother and baby with his car was also shot and killed just weeks after completing his time in a diversionary program. He should have gotten a stiffer sentence. He shouldn't have been out on the streets. But soft on crime, uh, District Attorney Gascon, George Gascon, who was funded by George Soros, um, he, he's, he, he put him into a program that was much lighter than what he deserved. 
And the and in so doing, the kid was then back out on the street, and the kid didn't get anything out of it, and immediately got back into the environment where he wound up being shot dead. So if that's not clear proof that soft on crime causes problems, well, it's soft on crime. It, it hurts the criminals too. How about that? Um, you may recall that Gascon even announced that he would no longer try juvenile criminals as adults. He was forced to have to reverse course on that one at the very least in 2022 after facing public backlash. And, and, and so all said and done, you get this guy, Gascon, soft on crime. He barely survived an attempt to uh, have him, um, uh, uh, you know, recalled. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, um, I got a caller on the line, which I'm trying to, i tell you what, I'll do it. It's, it's, uh, is that Kareem? Kareem's on line one. Kareem, how you doing, man? Hey, what's up, Phil? How you doing? I'm good, buddy. What's up? And listen, I was, I was just listening to you talking about Giuliani broken ceiling thing, but actually it was called quality of life crimes. Okay. See, they was locked. They was not only was, was they locking you up for nothing. They lock you up for jaywalking. If you have the train, they lock you up. If you sit on the train, with, if you take up more than one seat, like if you manspread, it's coming through the train locking you up. And the whole thing was they was trying to pass quotas to where they fill up a van and take you in, whether you did a crime or not. And I know this because I lived there. I lived through this. It was quality of life crimes. If you was coming home, usually pick up a, a bottle of beer or something like that, you're walking down the street, even with a bag on you, they'll roll up on you and lock you up. That's what... Giuliani did. So I think the majority of those numbers, as far as he, you know, having the city safe, was because they just arrested a bunch of people for nothing. Well, so, okay, let me ask you about this, because some of what you say, I have no doubt that there were times when there was people being rolled up on the street that were more than what was necessary, but at the same time, the streets also got cleaned up, didn't they? And when you say about getting arrested for manspreading on the on the trains, I, don't, I have a hard time believing if you took up a, an extra seat that you wound up spending a week in jail. You no, you don't spend a week as you know, the whole thing was. I mean, from my personal experience, and I already know that because I was a I was a messenger back then. So sometimes you took the train, sometimes you didn't. And of course, you you was using tokens back then. We didn't even have uh, the metro cards, so you used the tokens. I know I paid, but the whole thing is when by the time I go to get on the train, I saw somebody cap me in the back because you know I had my Walkman on. I'm I was a young kid or whatever. Somebody cap me. I turned around. They figure, I know he's throwing me on the wall, throwing cuffs on me. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. And by the time I got outside, I already knew what it was. I already knew that they was trying to meet a quota. All right, well, you and say a quota, though. So what usually happens— Hey, I got yeah, like, so I got like 30 seconds, uh, Kareem. I, I, hate to, I hate to shut this one off because I want to I hear more about this, but I only got like 30 seconds. But when you say fill a quota, what, are they getting bonuses? What, yes. What, what? yes, they had quotas in order to, to, to make a certain amount of rest a day. And they had they send vans out like ten passenger vans, and they have to fill up each van, no matter what you did. You didn't even have to do a crime, and they have to fill that van up. That was New York City quality of life crimes, not broken ceiling, quality of life crimes. That's what they call. But don't you think there's a balance? I mean, at some point, you can't just shrug your shoulders and let things go. Oh man, the music starts playing. What's the- Hey, Kareem, What's the you, balance hey, if you're getting arrested for no crime? Okay, well, hang on. Kareem, I'll tell you what. If you want to call back after this uh, six-minute break, you are welcome to it, brother. But uh, i got to go to break right now. All right, let's do this. Boomer, we're taking the break. Y'all stay tuned. More on it. We'll be right back.
You're listening live to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Alabama's syndicated news talk leader, Right Side Radio, Phil Williams, live in the Right Side Studios. Man, we got the local, the state, the national, and we're about to do some international here in just a minute. We cover down on all the issues, and uh, like I always say, the dude just said a moment ago, solid, conservative, and just plain right. I actually had Leanne from Huntsville text me a while ago, Boomer. She said, who's the dude? Do you know him? And I said, what? <laughs> I'd forgotten that that's, it's kind of like a thing that I say sometimes. And she, do you know the dude? No, I don't know the dude. Anyway, oh, the I, dude. I just, somehow or another, I started saying that and it just stuck is what I told her. And um, <laughs> uh, anyway, hey, uh, Kareem called in a minute ago. If he wants to call back in, he's welcome to it. So we're on this, finishing up this topic on broken windows. Um, so yeah, I think Kareem's point was he felt like, and this is what the argument has been constantly, is that there was a, um, that we, it went too far that they were arresting people for what he called quality of life crimes, but quality of life is exactly what we're talking about. How about quality of life victims? How about people who are get tired of the broken windows? How about people who get tired of the low-level offenses? And when you begin to show that you care about the low-level offenses, the theory is, the broken windows theory is that, that it, it winds up creating an environment of we will not tolerate crime in general. And people begin to feel safe, or at least safer. Well, the story here, and it's in a variety of places, but I, I pulled it off of this one in case uh, is NBC 15, uh, which is, I believe, out of South Alabama. Uh, story dateline uh, two days ago. Proposed Alabama legislation would reform the good time laws. So if you're not familiar, Alabama has had a situation within our Department of Corrections that allowed uh, those who were incarcerated to earn good time to take off their sentences. And in fact, it, it had been such that you could shave 75 days off your sentence for every 30 days of good behavior. So it's like a two for one. Um, and and it's, it's backfired. Uh, it's backfired in a deadly way. So the proposed state legislation, according to NBC 15, would make it more difficult for certain inmates to earn early release. The legislation comes after a deputy was killed by a suspect that officials say should not have even been on the streets. Um, deputy Brad Johnson, you may remember this, in Bibb County, uh, last year, June of last year, was um, shot to death. And his partner, Deputy Chris Poole, who was also one of his best friends in life, um, was also shot. Both men shot in the head. Um, the suspect uh, who, who, who did the shooting um, was not supposed to have been there, but he had gotten a bunch of good time opportunities, which also put him in a place where he could do work release from which he escaped. And therefore, he had the opportunity to do that, which he could not have done otherwise. So Right now, those who are opposing this bill uh, say all it will do is overcrowd our, 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 our prison system. State Senator April Weaver uh, from down in Shelby County, um, she says these are good time credits that should not have been allowed because it flies in the face of making the state safe for its citizens. We can't just always look at, this is me talking now, we can't just always look at, oh, it's prison overcrowding, it's prison overcrowding. I got news, we're going to have to deal with it. And I hate it because I've seen some of the, I've toured those prisons and I'm telling you, some of them are way overcrowded, like scary overcrowded. But you can't just turn criminals out on the street and say, yeah, good luck, everybody. So April Weaver, Senator Weaver says, so I will tell you that I believe Alabama is being invaded by soft on crime liberal lawyers who are being sent here to address things like this. 
She says, in Alabama, we're a conservative state. We love our law enforcement officers, and we're going to protect our victims, and we want to focus on public safety, and that's the focus we have in this bill. So, um, so there's, a, there's, a, there's a piece of right there of people getting tired of it and not shrugging their shoulders. There's actually legislation that would reform some of the opportunities people had to get out early and, and make it tougher. And, and, and some are already saying, I mean, the, the, the outcry right now is you can't do this. You're, you're making it hard. Well, it was their sentence. But, of course, the ACLU has gotten involved. Is Kareem back on the line? I'll do that. Let me jump over real quick. Uh, line one, Kareem's back on the line. Hey, man, how you doing? Hey, Phil. But nice. the, I, you know, I understand what you're saying because I believe if you're a criminal and if you do wrong, you deserve to go to jail. Yeah. But at the same time, how would you feel getting arrested for something you know you didn't do then you got to go to the tombs where they take you downtown and they strip search you. And then you sit there only to get in front of the judge in the, in the morning and they staring at a blank piece of paper. And they tell you to turn around and go home. Yeah. Okay. You, but, but you know, Kareem, that was my experience with them. I, I hear that, man, but you're, you're talking about bad policing. You're not talking about safe streets. There's, there's a difference. You can have bad police. You're going to have bad somebodies and everything, but, but you got to admit New York city got cleaned up, didn't it? It's, 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 I couldn't tell because for some reason, it's, well, it all depends on which, 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 you know, which point, which point you're looking at. If for me, it, it wasn't. It was it, his quality of life crimes for me and the ones that look like me is that we was cannon fodder. In other words, we could just get locked up for anything, even if we didn't do anything. All right, but but and, I, I mean, I, like I said again, how would you feel? And this was this was his thing. This is why we didn't like Giuliani when, when he came through. Meanwhile, you have whole Jewish neighborhoods where they have their own police force. If they break in the law or something like that, they'll tell the police get out their neighborhood. No. You had the Russians up in Coney Island, and they was doing the same thing, telling the police to get out their neighborhood. So it's like the only ones they could arrest with no fuss was black people. Well, so, you, but Kareem, again, you're taking this, you're turning it into a race issue and a bad policing issue. And let's, 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 let's say for a second, just for a second, do you agree that dealing with low-level crimes – is important because it also establishes a, 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 a notion that we don't put up with crime in general. Absolutely. Okay. But that means you got to, at least it's got to be a crime that you deserve to go to jail for. Okay, I Man, get that. Man, on a train, you don't deserve to go to jail for that. Okay, but so I, I, I guarantee you Giuliani didn't before. clean up the city. Hang on, Kareem. I guarantee you Giuliani didn't clean up the city of New York by arresting all the manspreaders on the, on the, on the public transit. He did quite a few of that. If you hop the train, which was 75 cents at the time, maybe a dollar, you go to jail. Usually they're taking a little room and they give you the, they give you a warning or they write you a ticket or something like that. But they were sending people to jail for that. So transit you know, police, metro police. Job. A lot of times if you was traveling, you had to get to work or something like that. You could lose your job. But then what happened? Yeah, but OK, now you're but OK. You just you just went down a different road. So when you say hop the train, you're talking about somebody who didn't pay the fare, hop the turnstile. And the transit police had to arrest him. Is that right? Yeah. They okay, but that to arrest you once Giuliani started that. But brother, that's a crime. So what you're saying is you just don't want to be arrested for. I'm not saying you. I'm talking about in general. You're saying let the thing, let the crimes happen because a guy may have to go to work. If we just let everybody say I have an excuse, like hey, my life's hard. I need to commit this small, low-level crime. What does it do to the broader community? No, no one, no one is saying that. All I'm saying is that if the punishment was for 20, 30 years that you get a ticket and you got to go in and you got to pay that ticket. After that, then I can understand that. But then you start taking people to jail. You start messing with people 
real quality of life, like them getting to work or them getting to school so they won't have to hop the train. Okay. You, you understand? You got If you get there, you get a check. That way you can pay to get on the train and you don't have to hop it. I, I, I get that, but you, you can't. His, his you, thing was lock them up, lock them up, lock them up. Quality of life does not allow you to commit a crime in order to have your quality of life. It doesn't work that way. You know that. I mean, you can't you can't say you need to let these people hop the train and break the windows and sell the drugs on the street because they got to feed their family. It doesn't work like that. Go flip a burger no, somewhere no, closer to no, home. No, no one is saying that. You sell drugs, you go to jail, and that was that was a whole other thing. You know, the drug thing because you was definitely going to jail. Then. That's 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 not it. It was locking up whole neighborhoods, whole blocks, whole buildings, whole at at one time. So that wasn't that wasn't the, that you know that. That's that's a whole separate conversation. You know, it's crazy. I feel like that. we're all I'm saying is that I, I think we're agreeing without agreeing. It's weird because I'm I'm trying to tell you. I, all I'm saying is that if you're going to do it, do it to everybody. Okay. You don't pick a certain class of people and turn everybody into a criminal for something minor. Okay, all right. Like you you, 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 you say that, and, I, and, I, and granted, you got your perspective, Kareem. But but I'm gonna be honest with you. You're, you're talking about apples and oranges. You're talking about bad policing. I'm no, talking I'm about bad crime. Real life experiences. I'm I know you. I know you're saying that, but but I'm just telling you, you can't. What you're asking me to do though is go ahead and say that the broken windows theory didn't work because there were some bad police, and then you're also asking me to say, and you got to excuse the low level crime because a guy may have to. Get to work. We can't. You can't go down that road. There's going to be a bad policeman once in a while, and there's also going to be people that have to get to work. But you can't just let the crime happen because it advances and it ruins the entire community. It's like a cancer. Oh, so you should go to jail because you because you jaywalked. I didn't say that, but I'm saying if that's if that's the penalty assessed <laughs> for the crime, that's the low level crimes though. It, I, all right, but you know what? Crimes, you go to jail because you jaywalked. And I and I guarantee you, at some point, the jaywalking stops. But but the truth of the matter is this: the 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 jaywalking was not the thing that truly got cleaned up. It was the tone that was set that stopped the upper level crimes from feeling like they had carte blanche to do whatever they wanted to do. And cream, I'm up against the break again, man. You took me from one break to another. Um, all right, man. All right, brother. We love you. We'll right. see you. All right, uh, Boomer, take me to a break. I think I'm done with this one. Here's the bottom line, folks. As we as the music plays me out, the truth. I, and, I, and I believe this with all my heart. If you have a bad police officer somewhere in the mix, that's a one-off. If you have somebody that has to get to work and so they skip the turnstile to jump on the train, that's a one-off. Truth be told, if you've got low-level crime and just nobody says anything about it, that's not a one-off. That's a tone. That's a tone that allows crime to be perpetrated on the community without any accountability. And you can't have that. you got to deal with the broken windows. If you're going to stop the upper level crime, you got to have an attitude that says not on our watch. And that's what we're talking about. All right. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. We will be right back. Back, Phil Williams, right side radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Boomer, the whole studio smells like maple bacon donuts. It does. It totally does. So the lovely Charlene stopped by a few minutes ago. You know, the official food of right side radio is maple bacon donuts. And if you've never had one, well, I'm pretty sure your, 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 your culinary horizons need to be expanded. You should have one. You should have one. 
You should just you should maple bacon donuts. So yeah, um, they're a thing and they're a good thing. And the lovely Charlene brought by a box and they're sitting over here on a uh, side stool in the studio, just wafting their goodness through the air. Good night. All right. Um, there, so uh, turn to the text line real quick. If you want to text in, I'd love to get your feedback. 833-687-4448. That's 833-68-RIGHT. Do you or do you not agree on the broken windows theory? Um, I'll take your feedback on that. Uh, Bruce from Hazel Green just texted in and said there has to be consequences in cities that allow petty theft like San Francisco and New York when they allow people to steal upwards of $750 worth of stuff a day that makes them keep on doing it. There's nothing to get them to stop. That's the problem. Uh, see, there you go. Perfect. You, 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 and at, at that, By the way, I wish I had thought to put that article in my stack. Bruce, uh, great point. San Francisco and New York have, have got retail theft is out the, out the yang right now. And there's an entire cottage industry of people who know how to walk in, assess the price tags, and walk out with a certain amount of inventory because they know they won't be arrested because it's under $750. It's ridiculous. Uh, Jeremy from Huntsville says the whole idea of making laws justifying through exceptions instead of following Occam's razor and dealing with exceptions on a case-by-case basis is becoming policing's downfall. Wow, man, I got some smart listeners out here. Um, John from Huntsville says, this is Crime Stoppers or is this Right Side Radio? Focus, Phil. <laughs> Get to the third dipper. <laughs> Thank John. Uh, Leanne from Huntsville just says, you can't hop it. If you hop, you go to jail. She's all caps. She was, she ain't playing. She's not buying Kareem's thing about how you can just, you can just hop the train. No, you can't. Uh, what else have I got here? Allie from Athens texted in and said, man spreading, please tell me they're not going to lobby for a safe space now. Nice. Um, uh, JT from Lacey Springs says one has to wonder if uh, Mayor Woodfin is scratching his chin on re-election after Lightfoot's defeat. I can't help but wonder because I was going to go down that road a little more detail, but I didn't. Is the fact that um, the highest per capita murder rate, the cities with the highest per capita murder rates, that, that Birmingham remains in the top ten, and and this is a city where the mayor literally does his press conferences wearing a T-shirt that says "Legalize marijuana now." Um, and who, who issued blanket pardons dating back to 1992 for drug possession. Just blanket pardons, something like 15,000 pardons. Liberal Mayor Randall Woodfin of Birmingham, what he's doing is sending a message. Hey, there are certain crimes you can commit, and we'll make sure that you have no consequences. Or if you did have consequences, we'll apologize to you, and we'll wipe it off your record. Let me suggest this to you. Legalize it first if you think that's what you got to do which, by the way, involves legislative action. And then, if it's not a crime, you're okay. But while it's still a crime, if someone does it, there has to be consequences, period. And the very idea that the mayor of Birmingham would say, you know, I'm not sure if he was born in 1992. How old is Randall Woodfin? But the reality is he dated his, uh, his blanket pardons back to 1992. In fact, you know what? I've never... I need to find out why 1992. Why stop there? Was there something that was enacted in 92 that he decided to go back and correct? Which, by the way, is not his job. It's not his job. Are pardons part of the job of a mayor? Potentially. And they should be on a case-by-case basis like one of our callers just or texters just said a moment ago. But you just don't do blanket pardons because all you're doing is saying, hey, everybody, uh, we're a crime city. Yeah, we'll take care of you. Hey, you're a criminal? Low-level crime, though, right? Just low-level crime? 
Did you hop the train? Did you have some uh, have a baggie of marijuana in your in your in your pants pocket? Did you uh, did you get caught in the wrong place at the wrong time? We get it, we get it. We'll wipe that off your record. Oh no, nothing to see here. At that point, what happens to the police officers? The police officers are embarrassed. The police officers are disheartened. The police officer morale goes down, and so yeah, it matters. It reduces law enforcement capacity. It reduces law enforcement effectiveness. It reduces safe streets. It makes it very clear that there's an element of crime that will be tolerated. And as long as you just stay within the realm of that, you know, tolerated crime, we understand. Well, then why is it on the books? Why is it a crime if there's no accountability? Hmm. Wait a minute, Phil. You're saying that if it's a crime, there should be accountability? Yes, exactly what I'm saying. And you're saying that if there's no accountability or if we just absolve people at whim, that they might come back and do it more, <laughs> you think? So let me, let me ask you this question. If indeed your child came in the kitchen and got a snack right before dinner and you didn't say anything, what do you think they're going to do tomorrow when they're hungry right before dinner? They're going to get another snack. What about this? Criminals, who, by the way, are already making bad decisions, what do you think they're going to think when they realize nobody cares about what they do? They're going to think they can get away with it and do some more. And then the next day, when they do it three times, they'll go ahead and stack it up and make it worse. And, and so I'm just telling you, folks, this broken windows theory, to me, it has legs. Is there a bad police officer out there? Sure there are. There's a lot more bad criminals, though, than there are bad police officers. Thank you very much. So... Don't try to blame it on racism. Don't try to blame it on any other ism, which I'll cover later on the show when I get to number three of the Triple Dipper, the ism schisms. But nonetheless, broken windows is a legit theory that has been proven to be effective. It's just not liked by some people who want there to be a pass, who want there to be a soft on crime policy, who want there to be some way to just say, you know, some crimes are all right, y'all. Some crimes are, they're not all right. They're not all right. All right, we're going to switch gears when we get back. Number two of the Triple Dipper, a walk in Biden's world. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. <laughs> 